0: Hello and welcome to Cubicle Confidential, weekly advice for the working stiff. I'm Chris DeSantis, and let me introduce my co host, starting with tease, without with without an ounce of treacle, the terrific and talented Mary Abijay. <laughs>
1: Oh, that was a hard one. I know, without an ounce of treacle. Hmm, that's that could be a tongue twister. I know, treacle, it was. Tracle, treacle, treacle. Uh, hi, everybody. I am Mary Abajay, and I agree. I don't have too much treacle in me. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been accused of being overly treacly, so let's just be clear about that. Uh, but I'd love to uh, introduce to you my co-host, the trustworthy, the. Tasteful and the truly terrific Chris DeSantis. <laughs> hey, we're both
0: terrific. We're both we're terrific. terrific.
1: You're terrific.
0: What's the plural of terrific? No, you're terrific. No, you're terrific. No, no you are. You are. <laughs> Chris, 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 Chris. How Chris. you been, by the way?
1: I've been good. It's summertime in the yeah. city. And How's the weather say, in DC? I have to be honest. We've had, and I'm going to. F- Blow it right now, but we've had spectacular summer weather so far Mm. in DC. Like, usually by May 31st, it is like 100% humidity and 95 degrees. It has been low 80s, high 70s, very little humidity, sunshine, 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 except for a day or two and we had the uh, Canadian um, wildfire smoke coming down. But it's been been truly beautiful. And I apologize to everyone in DC because I know the minute I just said that, we are now going to get the swampy heat. Uh, But it has been lovely. (laughs) How about Chicago?
0: Oh, actually, with Chicago, we had a nice run this last week. Nice run of really pleasant summer weather. It's turned into rain today, but that's not a bad thing necessarily because you need rain. But it's been nice, it's been mild, and we we missed the wildfires, yeah, that oh you so
1: aren't there aren't there any above you' Cause, uh I guess there wouldn't be anyone, any, any in Toronto. That would be right above you guys blowing down. Yeah,
0: no, no, it went, th- it went towards the east, so we were spared that. I think there was some slight hazing for a, a minute or two, but other than that, we're good. Well,
1: I gotta tell you, like, well, New York City. I don't know if you saw pictures of New York City. It looked like Armageddon, and in DC for two days, like you could smell it and you could oh, see really? it. And I had to go into Arlington to do Arlington, Virginia, people. Um, I actually do live in DC. DC people, so I crossed over the bridge to go into Arlington, and you could just see the haze i was working out of this Mm. building on the 30th floor and it you couldn't hardly even see dc uh, because there was so much smoke and haze it was really weird
0: yeah no that's where big fires i I don't know what's going on i don't know what it must be like to be living near that in canada our
1: neighbors to the north my heart goes out for them and a lot of empathy and sympathy and i hope they hope they um get this thing taken care of
0: yes I do.
1: 141 fires just on the east coast alone
0: i know i saw uh What is it? Uh, Fire crews from far away as uh, South Africa showed up to help. Showed
1: up, the global community of firemen. Oh, or fire people. I shouldn't say fire
0: people. I guess right. Exactly.
1: All right, Chris. So, what are we talking about today?
0: Well, this is interesting. Besides fires, fires. Today's about (laughs) habits. It's all about habits. I took these questions and I put them together. Wait, around... I don't have
1: to talk about my nasty habits, do I?
0: No, no. I just okay. these seem to all have that in common. So I, I thought this would be an interesting episode to run these all through. Do you have any habits, by the way? Do you have any? Oh, please! Uh, any I'm particular? Nothing, habits? I am a
1: creature of habit.
0: Do you have rituals?
1: yeah I wouldn't call them rituals mm. but I have a i i i if if I could I would eat the same thing for lunch every day I'd wear the same clothes every day I'd get it for the same time every day oh, you're
0: an Einstein
1: i did he do that
0: he wore the same thing every day
1: it just makes life so much easier to have these things I don't have to think about
0: mm. yeah no I get it's so interesting I have a lot of habits too then i uh, I, I I don't forget things because I don't remember I did it because it's so much a habit that I oh, do it anyway. you know what I'm saying yeah. So yeah, I'm you strike
1: I'm, I'm, me I'm, as someone who's pretty structured and, and habitual.
0: I yeah, I have a lot of habits. I do everything. Yeah. I clean up after myself. Even every time I anywhere I go, I clean up after myself. It's so wild. <laughs> if you like, come
1: I'm, to my house, will you clean up after me and my husband? Uh or yeah, you well, just no, clean up I, yourself. No, I,
0: I say I clean up after myself. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, then you're not coming over. <laughs>
0: no, I mean, I straight everything up every night. It's so crazy. I wake up to a, a, a clean place every day. Just oh, because. so you
1: have a little OCD-ish
0: oh, I know action I going on. I All right, I great. Do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, that's one of our questions, by the I way. I to that. I love These it. are my, my kind of questions. So, <laughs> All right. So are you ready? You ready for uh, this? You
1: know what? I think I am.
0: All right. Okay, here we go.
2: Hi, Mary and Chris. I like your show because you give advice that makes sense to me. What doesn't make sense is I have been trying to teach a new employee how to properly take inventory. And it seems to be falling on deaf ears. I explain it. I show him how it's done. And I've even watched him do it. But as soon as I am out of sight, he doesn't follow my procedure. The job gets done, but it's not the most efficient way to do it. How do I get this guy to adhere to my process? Signed. My way or the highway in Wyoming?
0: (laughs) Somebody's got a little bit of a control issue here. What do you think, Yeah.
1: You know what, though? I'm going to be honest. I feel this person's pain. Like whenever I create a process that I've Mm -hmm. been doing for a long time, Mm -hmm. I also tend to think it's the best way. Like I just do. Um, That
0: makes sense, right? Because you've experimented to get it to that.
1: Uh, yeah. And I remember when we, uh, when I used to own the bar, right? And, mm-hmm. uh, here in Washington, DC, last century people. And of course, one of the things you have to do when you own a bar is do regular inventory, bar inventory, mm-hmm. uh, so that you can check your numbers, do your bar costs so you can see how much, uh, you're selling and how much you're making compare, blah, 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 see what your bar costs are. And so I had a really, and this is really kind of pre computers. Uh, that's how I old I am, everybody. But no, we we did on paper because it's just easy because you're like crawling under the bar uh-huh. and stuff like that. So I had a formula and I had a way to do it and it drove me crazy that everyone didn't do it exactly the same way that I did it. So I Shocked. just, I, well, here's the thing though. I just forbade any of them to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so then I was always stuck doing it. So anyway, so here's what I'm going to say to um, my way or the highway. You know what? Maybe, maybe, just maybe, your employee is on to something. Mm. Maybe they do have a better way, or maybe there are some things that they're doing that could be working. So I'm gonna, uh, a couple of questions I want you to ask yourself my my way, is that one, Are is this employee, is he getting accurate results? Like, are they correct? Are they usable? Uh, is there a reason that he has to ad- adhere to your approach? Like mm. sometimes there may be a reason why your approach has to be done, uh, whether it's for standards or legality reasons or whatever. So if, there, if that's the case, you need to explain that. Um, my other thing I want to know is how are you measuring efficiency? You said your way was more efficient. Uh, is his way inefficient because it takes longer? Um, is this inefficiency making him less productive in other ways? So I want you to really... I want you to really interrogate your, your claim that is inefficient, right? So mm-hmm. I just want you to really do that. Um, and then I want you to realize that people's brains work differently, right? This person may have a different conceptual way of thinking when they do inventory. Um, and so it might just be that he has to do it in one way to sort of learn the process, right? So give him some chance to actually understand what he's doing, get familiar with it, uh, and then see if you can't maybe um, learn from his process. So instead of trying to force him into your process, let him do it his own way as long as he's getting Accurate results and it's not taking that much longer. Then, after he's done it for a few weeks or a few months, then sit down with him and review the processes, uh, his process and your process. And maybe there's some, maybe there's some learning that you can have about that. Or maybe you can sit him down and say, now that you've been doing this for a month or two, do you see any ways we can improve this process? Mm. And he, you could lead him to your way of thinking or you could actually learn this way. Uh, So take the time to, uh, to, um, let him do it his way until he gets a thorough understanding of the task. Uh, once he does get a thorough understanding, then do an authentic review of how he's doing it and what he's learned from it. And then take the time to see if you guys can't come up with even a, maybe a third way, a better
0: process. Wow, I like your advice. I I think what you're saying is give them the space in which they can operate, observe Mm -hmm. the operation, and and if you can add to the, op, be additive in your suggestion, then be additive. Or if you can live with that being different than your own, then live with it. So. I think all of that's really spot on. I, th- I thought this was interesting because I think this person, uh, again, I-, I will echo what you say because I thought this whole thing was bass you know? This is just an, in- this is an inventory. It's not brain surgery. There are a lot of ways to do this. So, um, But what I do think is this is a management issue, and the management issue here is you're taking away his control you're creating learned helplessness learned helplessness here because what you're saying is this person needs to do it my way and they're giving you some initial resistance now eventually what if they quit resisting you all altogether on all things and they just then you're angry because they're not being proactive in their life even though you've taken away all of the control they might have of the job that they do so i don't know if this is their issue as much as it is yours because when you impose your decisions upon them or your solution upon them I think what you're doing is you're creating almost like a parent-child dynamic and subsequently some level of dependency. And I think Mary's uh, point here is that you want them to discover things and help them hone it. So the simple answer to this, as Mary has already indicated, is take this as an opportunity to guide them through their process, and then use Socratic questioning to say, "That's interesting. You you kind of these first, as opposed to going after this. Help me understand why? Because I would have gone here. Why did you choose that? I just don't. I just I'm not clear. I just need to understand. And the point is, being Socratic and asking questions might also be evocative in terms of them thinking about it more deeply than they have it up to this moment, and. Last point I'll mention because you're doing this because you care for the person, not because you want to take care of the person. You see, there's a difference here. I want to take, I want to care for you and that way I want you to be able to do this on your own as opposed to I'll take care of you and I'll do this all for you. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Let's get away from that dependency.
1: Yeah, so let's talk about the flip side of this though. Um, so I'm I'm in pretty much agreement with you, uh, but let's think about like, I would also say to this person, you know, pay attention to, you know, taking inventory isn't a complex task. I mean, well, that's not true. It actually can be very complex. If you don't do it correctly, it can take a really long time and mess things up. But I would also... Be cl- pay attention to how well with other tasks. Is this the only task that this person kind of resists your process? Because mm. there are situations where process is important.
0: Oh, uh, no, so, I'm with you. So,
1: so I do also think because they, they didn't say they said it was only this. So, if it's only this, give this person a little leeway. But this is an employee that resists every process that you have in place, then it might be time for a yes. performance conversation, That's right? That's a different
0: thing. I right. don't want
1: all the managers emailing us to say, You just told us we could let our people do anything they want. That's not yeah. what we're saying. Uh, but you know, we are saying like, you do want to give your, your employees some autonomy to figure things out. But if they're bucking every system you have, that's a whole nother situation.
0: Yeah. Because what we've got here, if we look at the issue, it says the job gets done, but it's not the most efficient way to do it. Well, all of, all I heard up front was you wanted this person to do an inventory. Yeah. Now I hear you're criticizing them for an aspect of doing the inventory that didn't align with how you did it. Yeah. So we, I, we
1: bo- I think we both agree this person's probably a little bit of a control freak and maybe so, a little yes. old school. I, I just don't want so. all the managers that listen to our show, all three of them, to like write us and say that we're not supporting uh, their their managerial positions.
0: Oh, no. But I also want all the managers listening to the show say, hey, what you do creates the circumstance of what you get. Yeah, that's So true. there's a consequence to every choice we make. Be cognizant of that. Yeah, that's
1: true. I love it. Love right. it. Well, I think we set uh, my way straight. At least gave them some ideas. And I think my way. I want you to remember one more word when when you're letting this uh, uh, new employee do inventory their his own way. And that word is, oh,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just relax. Om. Get yourself in that like serene space while you watch them do something that you know you could do faster and better. Om. I think
0: that you know this better than I, Mary, because you you wrote the book, Managing Up. Doesn't every manager feel some kind of twinge when they see, because a lot of managers got to where they are as being the best producer of what they did before they got there, right? So they think often, I, I have to believe this, there is a best way to do things. Yeah. I think that's
1: very common for managers, and it's very common for people who are successful in doing something. There's a right way to do something, and I think it can be really hard. And I do think that it can be really hard to see someone doing something in a different way that you don't think is the best way. And I do think this is also very personality dependent. I think some people are much more curious about new ways to do things, much more open to it, and some people are like, "Well, that's already figured out. Why are we, you know, why are we reinventing that wheel?" Let's, you know. So I, I do think it's a part of it is personality and. And, yeah,
0: because we we would um, fall into that camp. We would fall into the high routine personality. Oh camp. yeah, you know what yeah, I'm yeah, absolutely. So we I mean, would tell would, him, no, 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 no. You're, you're not. No, no, no. Don't put it there. This is this is where this is where you need to put this. Oh,
1: absolutely. Like I just told this guy to let this kid do the inventory the way he wants. Essentially, I would never.
0: Allow I know. Neither of us would. Neither of us would. We would have blamed this young person. We would have this blamed. This is what
1: him. we would. This is what our higher selves.
0: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> to think
1: that we do.
0: We're giving advice here on what we should do, but what we would do doesn't always align.
1: Oh yeah, when I watch my team, when they like, uh, um, when they like create reports for clients based on the facilitation that we did or something, and if it's not exactly how I would have structured it, I it's all my my tongue bleeds from biting it. Like, oh no, like, I totally get what you're saying. It's hard. It's been really hard to let let go and let other people do things the way that works for them without like nosediving in.
0: See this is why you should be listening to the show listeners is that we're we're giving you alternatives to what we are intention basically what we we want you to challenge what you do. Yeah. So hopefully write us about that.
1: Write <laughs> in. All right. right. It in. What is our next question? Okay, this
0: is one this one fits to what uh this one comes closer to me.
1: This one's all about you. I think this is actually your question.
0: <laughs> I th- I think it could have been me. I might I might have written myself. <laughs>
2: Hi, all. I think I may be going off the deep end because of COVID and the hybrid workplace our office has started hoteling. That means when I come in, I have to reserve a space in advance. The problem is twofold. The space isn't always the same. And secondly, I have a certain setup that I like before I can start working. And sometimes the space that I get is communal. Other employees are in my space and touching my stuff. I know this is a little compulsive. It wasn't a big deal until this turn of events. And what I need is what i need the way i need it but if i tell them i'm worried they're going to think i'm nuts how can i make them understand without coming off as odd signed ocd do or ou don't in cleveland <laughs> that's funny ocd do or ou don't in cleveland oh my god
0: oh, that's or good. It could
1: be oc don't um oc don't this, oh, yeah. h- this is this is hilarious and i know we have very talked about you know i get it creature of habit. Uh, I'm not quite OCD though. Not like Chris DeSantis. Um, And Chris, before I answer my question, what are you OCD about? Like what are the top one or two things that set off your OCD-ness?
0: Things that are not perpendicular.
1: Really? Are you serious?
0: Well, (laughs) kind of. Oh
1: my God. It makes so much sense. I'm looking at your microphone and the video and it's completely perpendicular. Mine's all (laughs) like askew. Really? So you have a thing for perpendicularity?
0: Well, I think everything has to have fit in the space properly. And so if the space says it should be perpendicular, or it should be at a perfect angle to whatever is perpendicular, meaning, yes, you can, things shouldn't be that's Perpendicularity. Your, that's your
1: proclivity. Uh, <laughs> my husband's kind of like that too. I think I'm OCD about, I'm trying to think what I'm OCD about. I'm not really a neat freak. I, oh, I'm OCD around about germs. Of course, like, duh. Like I am. is oh, yeah. Even before COVID, people, I wash my hands a thousand times a day. Um, mm. I t- I travel with uh, alcohol wipes. Planes, trains, automobiles, hotel rooms. I don't let anyone put anything down in my hotel room before I wipe every surface with the Clorox really? thing. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. You, you got never that Never put my never uh never touch the bedspread naked or without clothes on. Wow. Uh, I never put my suitcase on any sort of a bedding or anything, because uh, that's how the lice jumps in and the bed bugs. Oh, no, I'm OCD about that.
0: Yeah, no, that's good. It's probably a healthy OCD.
1: Well, you know- Unless so... I'm
0: staying in a hotel room with you, like, oh, come on, can oh, we no, just get bring, on with this?
1: But I'll bring everything. I bring everything. I wipe it all down, and you'll be really <laughs> grateful. Um, all right, so- um, I'm going to back... leave the
0: $5 on your pillow.
1: <laughs> $10. $10 is the right tip.
0: Is $10 the right tip? Uh,
1: yeah. Well, look how hard these people work.
0: Okay. I'll and usually 10.
1: they're women and usually they're women uh, who, are, who, have, who are immigrants or, or like, yeah, I actually usually tip $20 no matter you what. You do 20? I do. All
0: right, I'll go 10. I do.
1: I do. But if I stay two nights, I only tip 20. So I don't do 20 a night. Oh, I, I,
0: do, it do, I do, do it every day. No, I
1: just do one tip because I don't let them in my room between times.
0: Oh, I do. I do because I, although I should give it up front, I have a friend who uh, she used to give them the tip up front because then she got all the best stuff.
1: Oh, yeah. So that's a good idea. Um, I see that's my OCD thing. I want anyone in my room. So unless if I'm staying more than two nights, they can come in on the second, not second, the third day, whatever. But yeah, I like to keep my stuff all up. Okay.
0: Oh, so (laughs) what do you think? Anyway, here back (laughs) to us, back to this, this person who is in the hoteling space who just needs everything where they need it. All right. So so yes, thank you for
1: bringing me back. All right. So I hesitate to answer this because I don't know if our, if our OCU or OCU don't, uh, is, just a a big creature of habit like I am and like you, or really, uh, seriously OCD, you know, because we joke about OCD, we use it colloquially. Uh, so if it is just really a very strong preference for you, you, I'm going to say, do something to make it work. Like, you know, try to get as consistently as you can. Maybe really, um, maybe you are, uh, Trying to get the same space, or or you you talk to someone about getting the same space, or you have like a a pattern, like say you're always in community on Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, and see if you can't have that conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing you could do is you could actually talk to your colleagues, like share your OCDness with them. Mm-hmm. Yes, it will. People might think you're odd but they're not gonna talk about you forever. We all have OCD friends, right? right. Um, and if it's a real, real serious like OCD problem that keeps you from actually being able to be productive or be successful in a hoteling type of a situation, work workplace, uh, then I think you need to talk to HR or your manager and mm. see if they can't create a medical accommodation or some sort of accommodation for you. Um, meaning that you could get a reserve space every day, things like that. So uh, different sizes companies uh, are gonna going to have, will have a requirement to make uh, medical accommodations for you. So go talk to find out about it. But really, you know, you can also just talk to your friends and explain your OCD-ness like yeah. your colleagues. We have, I have a really good friend who is quite OCD. So OCD that when uh, she goes to a hotel and this girl only stays at like, five-star hotels Mm -hmm. she brings her own sheets and her own pillowcases she brings it all (laughs) and we love her for it. like nobody judges her we we all she laughs about it herself so if you can find some humor in sharing it uh that's also gonna be very helpful yeah
0: but that's a pain in the neck
1: yeah but you know it's her pain in the neck no like she's really open about it is she you know and so it's just fun she makes it fun
0: she makes her ocd fun no, no, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of that, it's O Y C D. Own your own compulsive desires. Oh,
1: I <laughs> love it! I love it.
0: <laughs> because I think what you have a couple of options. You know, one option is quite frankly, show up early, show up early, and get the spot you want.
1: Yeah, that's true. That,
0: you know, another one is it's yeah, a be hotel the first in.
1: person to sign up. Whether it's it's yeah. usually probably on a computer system. Like stay up until like midnight oh one, when you can log in. Well,
0: and the other one is, look, somebody's in charge of this process talk to them yeah. or bribe them, yeah. but they're in, so they're in charge. You can get moved up the list if you have a particular need is my theory on this. Uh, another one I thought, I, I, which I thought might be useful is, you alluded to this, Mary, you're not alone. There's probably other people that have <gasps> yeah. this. So why don't you find out where the others are and mark out your territory? It's the chaos-free zone. You see what I'm saying? You could have a whole group of people that sit in a very orderly perpendicular space.
1: You know, it's the quiet car and the Acela. But, you know, that actually is a brilliant idea, Chris. You could actually go to HR or whoever manages the system and pitch this idea that there are a number of us who have, you know... Stringent requirements. requirements. Yeah, whatever. And they could make that zone. Like, if you're, if you choose a space in this zone, that means no touching other people's stuff. It's quiet. Like, I love that
0: idea. I, I wish I'd thought of that. You could call it the Big Bang Room because I think the deal because the Big Bang Theory, you say, Hey, have you ever watched the Big Bang Theory? Well, th- you know that guy on that show? That's me. Sheldon, yeah. Sheldon, that's me. And so the point of that is they they recognize that. Oh, okay, you're a version of that, which becomes that's a great idea. endearing. Um I, I, I also thought Mary hit it there, because we did it with each other here, is is turn it ask them about their own issues. Look, yeah. here's my here's my habit. You got any habits? You got any habits? Like, like some people want to be on the floor where the coffee is. You're saying Or they don't want to, you know, they they don't want to share their, whatever the thing is. I I don't know what they are, but everyone has habits. And I think if we start to elevate some of that, we can be a little more willing to accept somebody else as being different relative to myself.
1: I agree. And you know, when you're doing like these open plans or these uh the hoteling the space, you know, you could also raise this conversation to the powers that be and people could put like little preferences on their whiteboard. Oh, you know, like that's I prefer quiet or I prefer this or you know blah blah blah. And you know until everyone gets to know each other and how we like to work, it can be very helpful to know what you know. What I mean, to know how others want us to interact with them.
0: Well, to your point, I like to. We we can expand on the find people like me space. Now find people who like quiet space, or the people who like to be chatty space. And maybe you can create these sort of areas, neighborhoods, neighborhoods. There you go. There you go. The loud neighborhood, the quiet neighborhood, <laughs> the the perpendicular neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I will not. I think I would get kicked out of the perpendicular neighborhood exactly. because I would be in the messy desk but organized
0: neighborhood. <laughs> Who put this at a 30-degree angle? Who did that? Who did that? Somebody must die.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, you right. or OC, you don't. What was it again?
0: O.C. do or O.U. don't in Cleveland.
1: I think we gave them some good ideas. I
0: think so, too. We were very helpful. And I'm sure they wrote it down.
1: I'm sure they did.
0: They made a list of it. All right, you ready for one more?
1: I am ready, 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 Freddy.
2: Hello, CC. I'm in a rut. I work at a warehouse facility outside of O'Hare in Chicago. I've been working there for eight years. It's not a large facility, and so I am around the same people every day. For years, a group of us have been having lunch together. We go to one of three restaurants, or occasionally, when the weather's nice, we bring lunch and eat outside. While I generally enjoy their company, I am getting tired of the routine. I mean, really tired. I like these people, but I don't like this routine. Frankly, lately, I have been enjoying podcasts like yours and reading. How do I bow out of this without generating any bad feelings? Signed, Stuck in a Rut in Rosemont.
1: Ah, Rosemont. I I know where Rosemont is. Yes,
0: right out of her hair.
1: You know why I know where it is? Because whenever I fly in Chicago, I'll usually take an Uber or taxi in town, but Mm -hmm. I never take the taxi back. I always take the L. Oh, you do? I do, because usually I'm leaving sort of near a rush hour thing. Yeah, And the L is faster. And By the way,
0: the L, just so you know, if you come into Chicago now over the next three years and you're coming near between 3.30 and 6.30 rush hour, uh, taking the L in is a better idea as well.
1: See, I'm going to start doing that because I usually arrive in the morning and leave in the afternoon. But And so Rosemont, is it like the second to last stop or the last stop right before it's O'Hare? The,
0: it's the last stop before O'Hare.
1: Yeah, so I'm Rosemont. Oh, I've never met anyone from Rosemont. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It's a <laughs> walled o- community.
1: I'm oddly excited about this. Okay, so-
0: so first okay so all, this guy's in a, this guy's going to the same people all the time an, he's what in a think? lunch
1: club that he doesn't want to be in anymore. Yeah, there you like go, he wants club. he wants to be he wants to quit the gym uh yeah. he wants to quit the yeah. lunch club uh, so my you know first of all I'm an introvert I could never do this so God bless you for doing this for eight years with these people uh, and my so that was my first thought my second thought was wow you go out to lunch every day that must be expensive. Like that is a lot of wasted money, which Mm. by the way, you can now turn to the excuse for getting out of lunch. So one one way to do this would be to say like, guys, I love going out to lunch. I'm saving for a big trip. I'm saving for a new car. I'm saving for my mother's back surgery. Like you are like, pretend that you can use your saving money as an excuse. Uh, Because I think what you wanna do is you wanna carve out time alone for yourself. But as you said in your question, you don't want to uh, damage other relationships. So giving people a why that makes them feel okay about themselves and still keeps you invited. So um, saving money is a great one. Uh, I'm really into this book or podcast is another Mm. one. um, I just, you know what I've, I've just, I'm feeling really tired. I wouldn't be such good company today. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna eat lunch here alone at my desk. Oh, I didn't know we were going out today. I brought my lunch. Like, so saying mm-hmm. things like that, I, I'm a coward with these things. So I probably wouldn't have a conversation like, I I don't want to have lunch with you guys anymore. I probably wouldn't. I would try to make up some excuses, but I would try to ease out slowly. Like maybe it's once a week I don't go out and then twice a week and then three times. Find what your comfort level is. But you want to make sure, you want to make sure that you are still sort of in the invite loop because if you say no to every time, they'll stop inviting you.
0: Right, right. I think this is all good advice. You know, I think this is kind of like Groundhog Day in Rosemont. You know, you just keep repeating the same thing every single day. (laughs) And I think you have a couple of, I like uh, Mary's option to say uh, that you are saving up. Give them an alternative as to why you are choosing not to go every day. Yeah. And that that, the the podcast, the reading, the saving money, all of those are very reasonable things to do. I also think you might even suggest you say you, you go to three restaurants. Well, I know Rosemont, there's a lot more than three restaurants. So mix it up, mix it up. Maybe that's part of what you need. Ask him. okay, let's have a wild card once a week. One of us picks a, a new place.
1: Oh yeah, Chris, that's a good point. You know, when I read the question, I thought his his rut was... The, being with those people so i as an introvert i naturally went into yeah, the i don't yeah, want to be with people but you're right he didn't say that it could, his no. re- could just be the same restaurants
0: yeah it could be just the same routine it's yeah the, he said don't like this routine i like these people but i don't like this routine oh, so funny the other one here is it bring new people along let's why well, you know I, I got there's only eight people in this or however many people in this warehouse you know mix it up Mix it up. I think have that's
1: the, have right. everyone bring a guest. Every oh, like once a week, someone brings a
0: guest. I like that. A surprise I, guest. Right. Exactly. Now, I also think. By the way, you've known these people for years. I can You could probably say to them, "Am I the only one who thinks this is a little yeah. redundant?"
1: <laughs> if it's about the place.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or stale. Or, yeah. or you know what? Is some. Am I the only one who feels that sometimes I, I? You know, I just just getting through lunch as opposed to enjoying the time with you all. And so in that sense, maybe others have that sort of thing. I liked your saying limiting it based on the other reasons for that. Also, uh, you know, maybe it's an attitude. Again, this is what the Groundhog Day was all about, right? Just changing Mm -hmm. your attitude. This is a Zen moment. What can you find that you appreciate about them that you have gotten out of the habit of appreciating? Yeah. And so in that sense, it's about, you know, turning this into a ritual of joy. And the last choice is very simple. Quit. Just quit.
1: Quit going to lunch or quit the job? No, quit the job. Uh, I thought the last choice was going to be bring a fifth of, of, of whiskey and see how that makes things better. <laughs>
0: takes the edge <laughs> off lunch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a little mimosa lunchtime can do a lot yeah, yeah. well chris i think it's i think that was great advice you know and i'm so this is why we need a partner because i completely made this about me being an introvert and like i was immediately thinking that this person didn't want to be with people anymore well it's and possible I, you know i mean for this that. is why having a partner do these is oh. good because i totally missed the the obvious that he probably is just sick of what they do not of the people
0: yeah, see, you don't have to go to lunch alone, Mary. You can always rethink this. <laughs> but I want to go to lunch alone. No, and you should show up on time or not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm keeping my girdle tight, my friend. I'm keeping my girdle tight. And speaking of tight, it's time for us to keep this episode tight and get on out. So thanks, Chris, for joining me. Thank you, listeners, for joining us. Thank you to Mr. Jack Edinger, our amazing, overworked, underpaid producer. Uh, If you have a workplace question or a cubicle dilemma, uh, give us a shout. No question is too easy. No question is too hard. And there are lots of ways to reach us. You could email us to info at cubicleconfidential. We love our email. Uh, You could tweet us at cubicleconfide or find Chris DeSantis or Mary Abjai on LinkedIn. People, we're everywhere. So, until we see you next time, we want you to work hard, be kind, stay out of the rut, and if you can't, call us. See you next week.